episode 95 here in this nice southern california weather uh guys we got a lot on the docket we talked mikey garcia rumors that he's getting offered the huge deal that he could possibly say no would he say no to the zone we talk rumor again this is like a filled rumor triple g to announce partnership with eddie hearn it's already official triple g sergey derichenko october 5th msg we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Terrence Crawford, who was in the Joe Rogan show a couple days ago. Talks about possibly fighting against who, though? Me and Bright break down the bracket of opponents he could possibly face. Canelo Alvarez reemerges himself in social media, hitting the heavy bag. Is he preparing for a light heavyweight fight? Is he just keeping himself ready? Or like Brian likes to say, I am born ready. We talked Mayweather Pacquiao to Saudi Arabia. And later on, debunked rumors. We'll go into that news. And we'll do a quick breakdown of this Saturday night's fight in Russia. Mother Russia. As Sergey Kovalev versus Anthony Yard. Again, folks, I'm not the only one that does this. I do have a co-host. He's right now with me via Sacramento himself. B-Rain, the motherfucking house. B-Rain. I was born that's right mother yeah <laughs> you know what, while we don't while we talk about it, i usually leave the prediction segment to the end but we have a lot of stuff to talk about and i want to get a through lot. it we have a lot so i want to knock this one out so ladies and gentlemen it's it's spontaneous today we're gonna do predictions so let me hit the end show for our predictions for this saturday night's fight what's your prediction for the fight then? prediction yes prediction Pain. Pain. That's the prediction. Pain already? (laughs) That's right. We're going to hit it tonight. So it's going to be happening this Saturday night in Russia as Sergey the Crusher Kovalev defends his WBO Light Heavyweight Championship of the World against Anthony Yard, the up and coming British fighter, Anthony Yard. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the card here. My bad, guys. You're like, damn it, be professionals. <laughs> I am professional, you not. <laughs> well, anybody who listens to the Round Alcoholics knows that we got accused of being unprofessional. That's a story for another day. But yes, Sergey Kovalev first, Anthony R. 12 rounds, Kovalev's WBO Light Heavyweight Championship. It's an intriguing fight by many for many reasons. Uh, because Sergey Kovalev was also in the news not that long ago about a possible fight with Canelo Alvarez. But Anthony Yard, uh not many people know him, and I was maybe one of those people that didn't know him too much. I heard his name circling around the uh, around the boxing circuit, but just recently I've been checking his highlights, checking his fights out. It's a good fight. It, it, I think this is a sleeper fight. People should not sleep on this fight. It, it's a, it's an intriguing fight because of that simple reason. Sergey Kovalev coming off his uh, his vengeance win 
against uh, elderly Alvarez a couple months ago. Again, like I mentioned earlier, he was looked at as a possible Canelo opponent. He possibly still could be a possible Canelo opponent if you believe the rumor reports. And you got this young lion trying to prove himself as a legit contender. No, from contender, he's trying to prove himself as a legit champion. It's an intriguing fight. And it's happening in Russia, um, That which is very fun, which is very odd for me to, for uh, a British fighter to go to Russia, especially a guy who, for his first title defense, to go to Russia. So you got a lot of intangibles for this fight. Um, B-Ray, before, before I go I into it, they, there you go. There you go. What do you? What, what's your take on this fight? Before we like devolve, we we go balls deep into this. What do you think of this fight? Well, if it wasn't for the uh, speculations of a match where they fight with Canelo Alvarez, I I would not give a shit about it. But since there is speculations that there that the fight might take place if Sergey Kovalev wins the fight, it does it does make it intriguing for me. Just curious of how how he's gonna look in this fight. How is he gonna look? And after the fight, if he does win. I'm just curious, what's he going to say about his next you know, potential fight? His next opponent? Canelo, Canelo, uh, Chicken Alvarez. <laughs> I always love that part when he fucking said that. Adonis Chickenton. Oh, like, if I was Mac Tillman, like, that's a duck, Sergey. That's a duck. Oh, man. Yeah, that was horrible. Something like that. But, yeah, you know what? Right? You're right. I think. People wouldn't have people wouldn't have turned twice for this fight nope. if it wasn't for the, again the big name that you know we just mentioned again Canelo Alvarez. Um, you're right, I, I agree with that. Um, but you you know what like like I how can I say it? I, it? I was trying to choose my words wisely for this episode, especially for this part the the prediction episode. Sergey Kovalev is a former world champ, former light heavyweight champion, current light heavyweight title holder. Um, for a long time, he was basically the kingpin of the light heavyweight division because of Donald Stevenson didn't want to fight him. And and he kept steam, uh, steamrolling through a lot of opponents. He even, you know, one-sidedly beat up Bernard Hopkins for 12 rounds. He beat uh, John Pascal twice. And John Pascal just resurrected his career a couple Saturdays and nights ago by winning a second secondary WBO title, WBA uh, light heavyweight title. So, Sergey Kovalev has a great resume. His two only his two losses are come to Andre Ward, which you know Andre Ward's career of later. I mean, when when he, when he gets when he's eligible for the Hall of Fame, will divulge of how eligible he should be. But you know, you lost Andre Ward. You know, the, Andre Ward's undefeated. You know, <laughs> and he lost to Eli Alvarez, which you can pop many people could say that was a setback. This all this, but Sergey Kovalev has been trying to gain back that. That mantle he held for a while, which is the most feared man in the division. Um, he was getting to the point where he was starting to become like the Triple G of the heavyweight division. And like I said, he got he got stopped by Andre Ward. Um, and I feel since then he's been trying to get back into that you know crusher mentality. He's trying to get back into the crusher. Um, I don't think he can achieve that anymore. I think he hit he 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 hit his plateau, and now. He he's now that kind of guy that you you got to be a hundred percent with. You can't just walk in there thinking, oh, I can beat his ass. No, the man can hit hard. We we saw that in against Eldy Alvarez and um, Alvarez in the first fight. I mean, he beat up Alvarez a couple, for a couple rounds, and Alvarez smacked him around. And we saw how that happened. You know, Kovalev went down, and again, re, you know, reiterating, Kovalev then came back and then beat him in the rematch. 
beyond that, it's an intriguing fight. I keep saying it's an intriguing fight because of that reason. Because Kovalev is still trying to identify himself. He's trying to re-identify himself again in the light heavyweight division. Because he's trying to gain back that 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 mist, that nostalgia, that crusher thing. Like, where people feared him. Like, Brian, you can agree. People feared this man for a while to fight. You, you had to literally force people to fight this man. He's. I feel like he, he has gained it back a bit, but mm. it would never... Never reached to the point how it was before he suffered the two losses against Andre Ward. That's just how I see it. He kind of gained it back, but it's just not the same. And I don't think it will ever be the same. Well, we noticed that when he did, when he, after those Ward losses, people were more eager to fight him. People were eager to fight him in the ring. They weren't fearful mm-hmm. of Kovalev. They felt, okay, Kovalev, had, Kovalev have, has mental breaks. And if I can get him to mentally break, the fight's over. I can get him. I can break him down. Alvarez, Alvarez did that. When Alvarez stood up to Kovalev's onslaught, Kovalev didn't know what to do. Kovalev has the mentality of the bully mentality. When you bully the bully, he doesn't know what to do anymore. Uh-huh. But Kovalev's also shown heart because he tried to get up after those knockdowns to uh, Alvarez. And, you know, he couldn't. You know, so he took it back. He, you know, got, uh, he, got he got Buddy McGirt, the hired trainer. Hired gun trainer to basically bring back the uh, kind of resurrect the old Kovalev, and we saw that resurgence in his last fight. But he's going against a younger fighter though, and Anthony Yard, 28 years old from the United Kingdom, 18 wins, 17 knockouts. You know, uh, he's been promoted pretty well, coming up the coming up the ranks. Uh, I'm just looking at his thing again: 18 wins, 17 knockouts. He's basically obliterated every opponent. I'm trying to look at um, notable opponents. Mm, I don't see any, but I saw highlights of this kid. I saw his last two fights. Um, look, Terrence Crawford said it um, earlier this week when he, when he was on the Joe Rogan Experience. This generation, this generation doesn't do, doesn't model themselves to the great fighters of the '80s like Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, or uh, Roberto Duran or Marvin Smart Hagler. They model themselves on Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao. Um, Roy Jones Jr. They model themselves to that type of uh, that type of style now. Um, when I see Anthony Yard, he does the Philly shell. He leaps in with left hooks. He hands. He goes in with right hand leads, um, almost Mayweather esque in a way. He he the way he he fights. Um, his montage videos like almost kind of like you know. Uh, he, I'm almost I'm, I'm almost gonna say this. They're almost a one, literally one quote away from saying hard work and dedication in the gym. Um, so Anthony Yard kind of gives me that kind of like, you can tell he's hugely influenced by Floyd Mayweather's style. Um, not cockiness, but style. So I saw his fights, and he doesn't roll. He keeps the Philly shell. Um, fast fighter, explosive fighter, but... Mm, Will it be enough to be Sergey Cole? That's there the you question. Go. There you go. That Will is it be the question enough? right there. And... I I want to I think this will be the fight where this kid gets tested though. Now it could be. You know he'll get tested, Brian. Is this ESPN or ESPN Plus? It's on ESPN. Oh, let me pull it up for you. I think it's ESPN Plus if I'm not mistaken. God damn it! <laughs> let, let me check it out for you. But yeah, ESPN Plus, yeah, the, for sure. The, the kids, the kids up and right, uh, up and you know up and coming, and he's getting this opportunity. ESPN Plus, Brian. I'm sorry. Yes, correct. Uh, answer for ESPN Plus. Ah, uh, yeah, no, not able to watch that. Um. I think this is a fight where it's going to be a tough fight for Anthony Yard when we're going to see what he's made out of this fight. Because, he's again, he's obliterated almost every opponent. Sergey Kovalev, 
when the fight gets tough and you can and if you can take it to Kovalev, Kovalev has been known to be, to break down mentally in the fights. So it's an, that's why I keep saying it's an intriguing fight because we're gonna see the intangible of this young twenty eight year old British kid. And guess what? We already know the intangibles of Sergey Kovalev. That's entertaining. And then add the pressure of Kovalev, who, if you're believing the fucking boxing rumor, he may be next in line for Canelo Alvarez. So he needs to look good. He needs to win. So add that pressure on. It's an it's it's a it's not it's a it's a must watch fight. Because you got this young kid gonna wants to prove himself, who wants to to shut up all the naysayers and say, "Not my career has gone good. I have not been, I have not cherry picked my fights. I deserve to be here. I wasn't literally guided. No one had to hold my hand to get me to the title. I earned it the hard way, and I'm gonna take it from the champion. He's there to prove that. Kovalev's here to look good, and to possibly get that big fight against Canelo Alvarez in November or December." That's what Kovalev's job is. So both guys are going to want to clash. Both guys have a goal in mind. Both guys are going to come in. It's just going to be, I think it's going to be a drag-out fight. And I think it's going to be a drag-out fight because Kovalev has a great jab. I think Kovalev, uh, people underestimate Sergey Kovalev's jab and that right hand. And from what I saw from the Anthony Yard videos is that Anthony Yard is literally does not, how to, does not know how to roll. He keeps the Philly shell, but if you throw the right hand, he doesn't roll the right hand. He eats jabs. He likes to leap in. He's very, he's very, uh, he handpicks his fucking punches. So he's not, he doesn't just go out there and just try to blow you away. He, he pinpoints his punches, which is great. But what are you going to do against a guy like Sergey Kovalev? Andre Ward, it took him two fights for Andre Ward to figure out Sergey Kovalev's rhythm and finally get Kovalev to fight Ward's style fighting. Shit. John Pascal couldn't even get through that. I mean, Bernard Hopkins, who's got to be one of the best minds in boxing, was never able to stop the Kovalev momentum. No. It was only until Andre Ward said, I got to fucking fight him in the inside. I got to take it to him. Bit smartly, though. Can Anthony Yard do, can Anthony Yard replicate what Andre Ward did? Is take it to the, take it to the fighter. Bit smartly, though. Not putting himself in danger. Can he do it? I don't know. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can because from what I saw, I'm not saying he's fighting tomato cans, but you're going against the hardest puncher like heavyweight. And again, also with more experience with him, someone who has more experience in the ring. And he has a lot. Thank you, but yeah. he has a lot of experience in these type of uh, these type of fights. This is Anthony Yard's first fight, and he's in hostile territory. He's in Russia. So, I think this is going to be a great learning lesson for him. And it is for, for and, the young boy, yeah, young, young kid. And and I know what from what I've been saying, people will be like, "Oh, he's the pick, Sergey Kovalev." No, I'm picking Anthony York. Really? I'm picking Anthony York to win by decision. Yes, it's in Russia, but I think he's gonna win by decision. I think he's an outclass this guy, Sergey Kovalev. He's getting older. He yeah, he looked good in his last fight, but again, who has the more pressure on him right now? You're fighting in your hometown. You're fighting this young lion, and you got this carrot. You got this carrot dangling, named Canelo Alvarez. You gotta look good. You gotta win, for you to get this nice big fat payday, for Canelo Alvarez. And I said it earlier. In the, I said it earlier. Kovalev has shown mental breaks in fights fights before. Look at the Alvarez fight. Look at the Andre Ward fight. He has mental breaks. 
it, I believe Anthony Yard is mentally stronger. I think as the fight gets tougher, I think Anthony will rise to the occasion because he needs. I feel he has that intangibles in him. It's just gonna take a guy like Sergey Kovalev to bring it out of him. So I think Anthony Yard wins. I, you know what? I'm sorry. I think Anthony Yard's gonna win by stop. I think he's gonna TKO this guy wow. in the late rounds. I think between between uh, round seven to nine, I think Anthony Yard's gonna literally start unloading everything onto on, onto Sergey Kovalev and probably get the ref to stop the fight. That's my prediction. I just think this fight is gonna make him or break him. This Anthony Yard guy. I think <laughs> so. He's going. So he's going to. Kov- I mean, you know, I want to say Kovalev's. You know, backyard his place. Yeah. So, I, if, when it comes to that, I mean, we've seen this so many times in boxing. I, 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 I just don't see Anthony Yard winning this fight. I, I'm, I'm going to say Sergey Kovalev wins this fight by by decision. Really? He wins. Yeah, I think he wins this fight by decision, and then possibly gets a uh, big mega fight with Canelo Alvarez in the fall. I'm assuming Canelo Alvarez is looking forward to that. He really is. <laughs> All right, talking about Canelo Alvarez, you mentioned him. He reemerged right now in social media he as he was hitting the heavy bag. And let me go to his Instagram. I think it was on. It was on his Instagram, correct? Yes, uh, yes, I believe it was on his Instagram. Yes. Canelo, Canelo Alvarez. So he was on his Instagram page, and he puts "Primer día después de, de, de mes y medio sin pegarle." So pretty much his first day back from a month and a half since hitting it. And he's referring to the heavy bag. And he's throwing bombs at it. Um, he looks, you know, you know, he looks decent in shape. He looks like, you know, pretty uh-huh. pretty chunky, which is pretty common for Canelo Alvarez to be, you know, off-season off when he's not fighting. Brian, what's your take on this? He posted this two days ago. What a coincidence. This is fight week for Sergey Kovalev. Is it a coincidence? Is it strategic? You know, what, what's your take on the Canelo Alvarez video? I think that was definitely a sign saying that you are my... I'm I'm having a fight very uh, very very soon, and you'll probably be hearing an announcement. That's the impression I got when I saw him hit the you know the, the bag. I'm thinking they're they're very very soon uh, making an announcement for a fight, and then he and he's posted, just getting in shape. Right and he now. posted another video in which he's you know training, you know he's doing head movements, and he captioned it by saying Tuesday with attitude hashtag Do it your way. Again, saw that one yeah. Going into the Kovalev fight. Are, 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 uh, I mean, if Kovalev wins, is Kovalev going to do his famous chicken quack, quack, quack and be like, Canelo Alvarez is next? Is he, I mean, what's next? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Canelo secretly secretly flies to Russia and then they ask Kovalev, who are you going to fight? He goes, I'm going to fight Canelo Alvarez. And they hit some Mexican music and he, Canelo walks in with some like, WWE. Just like they did with Triple G. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I don't see that happening, but if it does, that'll be hilarious. I don't see him flying to through Russia. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I don't think Canelo flies to Russia, so no, I don't. I don't see that happening. But if it does, I'll be very. I'll I'll be laughing, especially if he comes out just like they did with Triple G when how they set up. I I don't know stuff like that. I just don't like how they set it up. Wow. Okay. All right. So let's. So again, that was Canelo Alvarez pointing it out there. Um, another person that was on social media. We're going to talk about this real quick. Uh, Floyd Mayweather appeared on social media this week in which there was a video that came out where Floyd Mayweather is wearing a, a jumpsuit in which he says that he's out there negotiating in Saudi Arabia for a Mayweather Pacquiao 2. So keep an eye out for that. And of course, 
social media, boxing fans, boxing podcasters, boxing Instagrammers went crazy and saying, oh my God, are we going to see Maypack 2? Nobody wants to see that trash. And of course, you hear the naysayers, you hear the people that, that are going for this. Brian, what was your take on this? Well, I kept saying, man, that's Saudi money. I go, I actually thought, I, I didn't think of it because I, I never came from his page, right? Correct? No, I never did. So I mean, never did. And so I, I got to admit, I actually got fooled and I, I felt dumb because I was like, I should have known that this wasn't real because it should have came from his page. So when I did see that video, I think it was uh, Boxing Voice. I think it was his page. Shout out to them. And they, I think they posted it and I saw it. I saw the video and I said, man, it, it's that Saudi money, huh? They convinced Floyd to possibly have a rematch, but then when they kept saying that it was an old video, I, I felt relieved because I, I I just don't want to see that. Well, Brian, don't worry. Floyd Mayweather came out and said that this verb, this video circulating that I made eight months ago about Mayweather Pacquiao rematch, I got paid two, two points. I got paid. The, the, he said he got paid a lot of money to make this video. And the truth is, the fight will never happen again. Now swipe left and look at the money that got wired to me for the video now. Who's a smart one? I'm making millions just for 10 seconds to drop videos. And it's, again, I think Floyd Mayweather showing the, the, the transaction. Fight, yep. hype, fight Hype came out and said, Mayweather yep, kills back your rematch. Rumors about Saudi Raver talks. Old video, never a rematch. Uh, it says, um, this is what Floyd Mayweather said. I talked about I talked to them about fighting there, just different fights, but they wanted to specifically say Manny Pacquiao stated Floyd Mayweather himself, who confirmed the video was shot nearly nine months ago as a promo in the weeks leading up to a, a trip he took in Saudi Arabia back in January. Which folks, if you go to Floyd Mayweather's page, there are there are pictures of him in Saudi Arabia, so he's not he's not actually he's actually telling the truth. And and I quote, I actually. And actually, we didn't just talk about boxing. We talked about different events, us bringing different events out there. As for the rematch itself, fans shouldn't hold their breath. And I quote, basically, that's an old video. At the end of the day, there's no talks with me and Pacquiao in a rematch. Even if we did fight, all they're going to do is, is have an excuse, just like the first time, explained Mayweather, who seems perfectly content with retirement and the fact that he got the job done right the first time they fought. I know Mr. Lou's right now rolling his eyes as he hears this. Shout out to Mr. Lou. <laughs> the first time, you know, he can raise his hands after the fight is over. Then all of a sudden, his shoulders messed up. Excuses after excuses. You know what I'm saying? A real champion, you know, he takes his wins like a man, and he takes his losses like a man. But as far as for me and Manny Pacquiao, as of right now, it will never be a rematch. That's what Mayweather said to fight hype. So shout out to Fight Hype. Brian, what's your take on this? Again, everyone jumped to conclusion. Oh my god, are they gonna Yeah, they did. Because again, what happened last week? We heard Saudi Arabia was gonna host Joshua Ruiz, which this is gonna be my next segment going into, but it's possibly might not happen. But Brian, before we go into the next one, what was your take on this? What what do you think what did you think right now of Floyd Mayweather's statement? Well, I was glad he cleared up. That was one thing. That's one. I'm glad he cleared up. Two. I'm just glad it's not glad it's not true because I felt there was no re- no there's no need for it. And I know like the, the simple reason for it's money, but I, I I was just hoping that he was not taken because he said it. I mean, if he does, it's gonna be the same excuse. So there's no reason for it unless he wants to win another hundred million dollars. 
But I'm just glad he cleared it up and it's not true because there was no need to go through all that. Even Pacquiao Pacquiao commenting, oh, you're talking about people mentioning names. You're mentioning my name. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I I hope that, yeah, no, no, no need for the rematch. We've, we've said this so many times when the when the topic comes up, you know, rarely. Now it's coming up more because, you know, Manny had a huge win against Keith Thurman, but no need for a rematch. No need for a rematch. And our, and our point of view, there's no need for a rematch. Because you know why? Excuses, excuses. Mm-hmm. Right, Mr. Exactly. Lou? I know he hears this. I know he'll fucking... He'll, he's going to chew me out on Friday. Man, fuck you. He's probably saying that right now. No, he'll fuck you. We'll have some beers over. We'll have some wine over this somewhere. All right. So, talking about Saudi Arabia, talking about fights. Is it not going to happen? Is it going to happen? Well, fame, Hall of Fame promoter Bob Arum dimed in about a, a, a proposed Saudi heavyweight matchup. Here's Bob Arum. So this was by the Fight Chronicles. Shout out to the Fight Chronicles. They did the editing of this. So they posted the video up saying that Bob Ram threw shots at Eddie Hearn for taking, for, for for announcing a fight without having Andy Ruiz signing a contract. In which Bob said, "Andy Ruiz has you by the balls," and that Eddie Hearn is a dumb fuck. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> They really love going back and forth, don't they? Bob Arum, he, he shoots at everybody. He doesn't give a shit. One minute he's your friend, one minute you're promoting a fight with him, the next minute you're a dumb fuck. Yep. But Bob Bob told the truth in this one. Because me and you talked about it last week. Why would you announce a fight? Why would you do a press conference for a fight when no fighter is there? I know. <laughs> yeah, we talk, again, we talked about it. It was really bizarre. Like, who fucking does that? Why would That's you probably the first time in the history of boxing history. <laughs> Why would you have press conference? Andy Ruiz has said, I ain't signed shit. I ain't fighting him. Yeah. I ain't fighting him there. I mean, Andy Ruiz has said, I'm willing to fight him, but not there. Not UK, US. And I said to you last week, Andy Ruiz wouldn't be saying things like this unless he knew he had something here. And I said it last week to you, and I'll say it again. Joshua and Eddie Hearns cannot afford to take this to take this fight to legal matters because if that happens, the WBO, the WBA, and the IBF will strip Ruiz of the title, and then it just scatters out there for Joshua to reclaim them all again. Which, as far as we know, it's he. Uh, Eddie Hearns already has a hard time getting Dylan White a title shot. So what makes him think that he's gonna be able to get? Mr. Joshua title shot if they strip Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz, if he gets stripped of his title and he, you know, he gets legally sued by Matchroom, he can wait it out. And if fucking and if, if Deontay Wilder's still the champion, he'll fight Wilder for his first fight. Okay, he'll get a straight title shot. Well, Anthony uh-huh. Joshua has to chop his way back to the top of the mountain. So, yep. Eddie, Her- I mean Bob Arum is right. Andy Ruiz has Eddie Hearn by the balls. He does. <laughs> Just paying this money. Fulfill the demands. I mean, is he asking too much? I think that's one thing we have. I don't know if we've asked. Is he asking too much? Is it too much to ask? Pay the man fairly. Pay the man when... Come on. If there's money in Saudi Arabia, pay the man. 
Exactly, pay the man. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm going, yeah, I'm with Andrew Reeves, really. He's not asking for so much. He's just asking for a good amount of money. That should be fair. But, and they be fighting in the U.S., that's it. But it's greediness. This is just greediness. We've talked about it before. We'll talk, we're talking about it now. But this is just greediness when it comes down to these guys. Especially that they are acting, you know, they're Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua, they're, all, they're out there making it sound like they're the A-side. And I, I believe it was Eddie Hearn that came out going, oh, just because he beat the champion doesn't make you an A-side. Yeah. Well, yeah. talking about um, Anthony Joshua right now, heavyweight talk now. Anthony Joshua was on a exchange with former undisputed heavyweight champion oh, world, yeah. Lennox Lewis, in which he called Lennox Lewis a fucking clown. Because Lennox Lewis pretty much is very, very outspoken and very and has crit, uh, criticized Anthony Joshua in the way he's been um, managed, but the way he is, uh, I guess, kind of like been talking about the rematch. Um, um, Lennox Lewis has very been outspoken about, hey, take it back to the U.S., fight him over here. Shit, fight him in Mexico, take it to him. Um, and Anthony Joshua just looks frustrated to me. In an interview, um, the, the reporter asked him, like, you're in a situation where Lennox Lewis was, and she, he straight up stopped her from, the, from following up on the question and said, don't ever compare to me to the man. The man is a fucking clown. I am nothing like him. We're not cut in the same cloth. All this. Brian, what's your take on that? Because Lennox Lewis came out and said, I have no problems with him. Why, would I, why am I a jealous man? I, I was already at the top. Shit, I left on top. Mm-hmm. Why would I be jealous of you? What's your take? My, that's that simple, man. He's he's very frustrated that he lost he lost all the belts. I, I I just think he's at a low point right now. He really is. He's really at a low point right now. It's because it's very you don't see something like that from him, man. I was very surprised by that. He talked a lot of shit. Talked some shit about the you know the former lineal heavyweight champion of the world, Lennox Lewis. Uh, he's just at a low point in his career right now. I don't think he's he's not mentally he's not there right now. I feel people are saying he's not mentally there. I don't know if you saw on social media today. He got a tattoo. I didn't see that. Yeah, he got a tattoo in his middle finger of a lion. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I missed that. No, I did not see that. Yeah, and yeah. there we go. That just proves what I'm saying. He's he's just not mentally there. It's, it seems like he got worse every day since he lost to Andy Ruiz, really. I, you know what it is? I think... Was it the pressure of the media and everything? I think so. I think... Um, I'm going to use, you know, famous uh, YouTube stars, famous thing. Hashtag new media. Shout out to Boxing Ego. Boxing Ego and, and many people like the Boxing Voice. Shout out to Boxing Voice and Corner Boxing. Shout out to Corner Boxing and ourselves and everyone else. Um, we stick these guys to their quotes. It wasn't that long ago that Joshua came out and said, Hey, take the money I offer you. If you beat me, you when you beat me, you can make all the demands. Yep. Well, check that off because that didn't happen because you were trying to stick Andrew Weiss to a fucking contract for a rematch, <laughs> which I think sucks. Number two, he said that he was willing to come back, that he would love to come back to the, to, to the United States, come back to the scene of crime to avenge his loss. But then turns around and says, oh, I'd love to give it. I want to return it back to my fans. I think my fans deserve the rematch here. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Three. He does another interview and says, I'm willing to fight anybody in Mexico. Shit, I'm willing to fight him in Tijuana and let his uncle be the ref. But then yep. Ford turns around and says, no, no, I want to take it back here to the UK. Shit, well, I'm, down to fight in, I'm down to fight in Saudi Arabia. 
and you know that people are sticking them to it to to uh to that they're sticking them to those comments like you said this you said that wait what are you doing champ are you afraid of them champ why don't you want to go back there champ Damn, you really dropped the ball there, champ. You should have given Wilder his money. Damn, champ, you should have given Tyson Fury his money. Damn, champ, it can't be lost to this guy who eats Snickers every day. You don't think the accumulation of being told of being told how, how you fucked up, in actuality, let's be honest, his manager and his promoter fucked him. It has to be getting some. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what, yeah. That's what's going on, really. And I can just see it going, uh, getting worse until uh, so he gets the rematch, or he gets, you know, uh, or the fight gets canceled and he just gets another fight. But I feel like it's just gonna get worse from here, really, because mm-hmm. that really get, got me off guard. He said those things about Lennox Lewis. I can only imagine what other shit that you know that he will say that will just blow up. Well, I don't know. That that's a, it's a. It's touching because to me, you've seen this in fighters before where they've acted differently. They'll, you know, they'll get new tattoos, they'll change training camps, they'll reload, they'll re, they'll, they'll change trainers, or they'll, re, they'll relocate their training camps to like different locations. They do erratic things, and um, I think Tyson Fury hit it right on the right on the button when he won the heavyweight title from Vladimir Klitschko. You know, you you finally reach where you're at. No, no, I'm sorry. No, that, that was an. I'm, I'm using another analogy. I'm sorry. Ronda Rousey. I'm gonna use Ronda Rousey. And I know I'm mixing MMA and boxing, but this kind of like some kind of goes hand in hand in a way. Um, Ronda Rousey was, you know, the female female. Is she was a female Mike Tyson for the longest, and she was a champion for the longest, and she kept blowing through people up. And when she lost the title, she came. She went on Ellen, I think, and she said, "For so long, I was a champion." Then when I lost it, I lost my identity because I don't know who I was anymore. I what? Who am I now? I was Ronda Rousey, the, the the UFC champion. Now I lost. Who am I now? If I'm not the champion, who am I? Is Anthony Joshua in that situation that he was the heavyweight champion for like what two years, three years? Two years. Two, two years. And two you were, years, you were considered the man in the division. You beat Vladimir Klitschko. That was which people gave critics. Writers, podcasters gave you the titles. Like, okay, you know what? You're the man. You're the top of the mountain. You're the man. And you lost the title. Who are you now? Because you got to imagine, he, he won the title young. He won the title with only a few fights in his career. He is on the top of the world. He is on every freaking magazine. Everyone is mentioning him. He is the man. Everyone is saying that. And then you go to MSG. Hey, I'm the champ. I'm, he's supposed to have won that fight by many people's views. And Andrew Ruiz shake, shake up the shake up shakes up the world, and your left line, and you go, what the fuck just happened? Who am I now? If I'm not Anthony Joshua, the heavyweight champ, who am I? And again, he from the looks of it, he's not in charge of his own career because he says one thing, Eddie says another thing. Again, that has to me that has to build up frustration that you can't you can't do shit without you know hey, no we can't don't say that because we're not gonna do that. That's what's going on with him, exactly. I think he's just, yeah, he's trying to figure out who the fuck is he now. Who is he now? Well, hopefully we find out who he is. I mean, you're the champ no more. You ain't the champ. But hopefully we find out who he is. Hopefully we get this, you know, this whole situation between uh, 
Eddie, um, Eddie Hearns and Randy Ruiz settled, and we get to see this heavyweight type, heavyweight fight. But like I said in the last week, last week's episode, I don't think we're going to see this fight. I think we're going to see it next year. I think we're going to see it in 2020. I don't think we're going to see this fight. Yeah, I had a feeling that too. Most likely by the I don't think beginning we're of next year. There's no way. I think Eddie Hearn is not going to is not going to bend on the the location. He's not going to bend on the money. And at the end of the day, that hurts his fighter, Anthony Joshua. And I think you're going to – and I'm not saying you're seeing mental breaks on Anthony Joshua, but I think you're going to see outbursts like this more often now because I think he – I think he'd love to be in the – I think he'd love to go – would love to get the rematch on and prove himself. I think he felt – he's even vo- – he's vocalizing saying, it was a fucking – it was an off night. I want to go back. Nine times out of ten, I beat his ass. And I think he is desperate to go in there and prove himself. But – Again, he's been he's being managed, and it doesn't look good because at the end of the day, the general public, the general boxing fans, the boxing community—not all, but some people in the boxing community will take it that he's the one ducking and he's the one making all the excuses, or they're being unreasonable with Andy Ruiz and they're trying to fuck him. And in fact, if it, I think in fact, I think it was uh, Joshua just give him money, fuck, it, just get him in the ring, give him what he needs. I want him in the ring. If if Anthony Joshua was, was the boss, like he says it, he would sit here and shut your mouth. Give this man what he wants. I mean, he's not in control. That's the that's that's same point. He's he not in control. I don't think he is either. Nope. I don't think not in control of his own shit. No, I don't think he is. Because if he did, he would, he would, you know, tell him, hey, give him his money. Yeah, the fighting is wildish. Then that would that fight would have been done at least uh, last year. Mm-hmm. But all right. Let's continue going, guys. Wait, 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 I saw something here, but all right, continue going while we're in the Eddie Hearn train. Um, it's being rumored that Eddie Hearn will announce a partnership with uh, former middleweight champion Triple G. Uh, this was reported by Boxing Headlines, the headline on Instagram. It says Triple G to announce partnership with Eddie Hearn. Triple G has reportedly agreed to a deal with for a partnership with Eddie Hearn. Triple G and Eddie Hearn are set to announce this on uh, announces. For the press conference for the Derevchenko, for the Derevchenko fight for the IBF title, and it, they, of course it also announced that Derevchenko for Triple G will take place October fifth. With the agreeing partnership, Eddie Hearns, this should hopefully make Billy Joe Sanders and Demetrius Andre a fight, uh, a possible fight now. Brian, um, what's your take on the rumor? Which most likely I think it is leaning towards there. What's your yeah, take does, on uh, Triple G working with Eddie Hearns? I just wonder what he promised him. What did Eddie Hearn promise Triple G to make him say, hey, come to my team, man. Come to my promotion. Well, look, man, I, hey, um, Triple G, you want the Canelo fight? Guess what? Canelo's last two fights were against my fighters. I can get you that fight. <laughs> See I can, what I mean? I can get you that fight. I got I got Rocky Fielding a title shot. I got Danny Jacobs a fight. I can get you a fight. If you come over here, sign this paper. Yep. That's how I believe. I, that, that's I believe that's the conversation that, that happened. Yep, I can bring you Canelo. Just sign over in the dot, and you you will get him very soon. <sighs> that's okay. just my take. Yep, he wants to promise him that fight possibly. Partnership wise, do you think, yep. do you think this is a good partnership? I mean, <sighs> we just finished talking about Anthony Joshua, and I we feel he's being mismanaged by Eddie Hearn. Yeah, and I fucking doubt that he's going to do very well with Triple G. That's why I just go, I don't know if that's a good fucking move. Um, I felt that way he was at, I mean, I don't know if he was a free agent when he signed with the zone, but I think that when he first signed with, with the zone, I think he was fine by there. So him, him, me hearing that he might sign with Matt Room, I, I 
did not understand why. But and then I get well, he wants to promise him something that Triple G's probably saying, "Well, I can't say no to that." Yeah. This sounds legit. I'll take that offer. And from the looks of it, he will. He's, yeah. But my thing is, is he done with Tom Lawler then? That's what I'm saying. I mean, is he really done? Why? Why? Why would he be done with him? You know, I'm, uh, that's a. I think that's a good question. I think I. I would love to hear it. Is it a. Is a. Co, is it a co-promotion? Is Tom. Is Tom Lawler still gonna. You know, promote uh, yeah. Triple G's fight? Is, you know, it's kind of like a situation where you know they're gonna share him. Eddie Hearn has a bigger platform, which I mean, Triple G himself is is a as an entity himself. He's big. Uh, does what more what what else does he need at the end of the day um it's a lot of questions i have and uh, hopefully this gets you know cleared up as we go into this fight which brian that's our next one triple g is gonna go for the ibf title the vacant ibf title the title that was stripped from canal lovers he's gonna fight uh, sergey Dervichenko on october 5th msg his second fight on the zone on his six fight contract um we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we, we know when the rumors were that they're probably going to clash, but they're still negotiating. And I think we made the announcement. We said, look, it's going to get done. Um, I said, I think this is a good this is a good fight, second fight for Triple G coming coming off his loss to uh, to Canelo. This is a good, uh-huh. this is a good second fight with Jonathan Banks as his head trainer now. Um, do you still think? I mean, I still think that way. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? For his uh, upcoming fight on October fifth, yeah. You know, all like all I can say is that this is really leaning now closer for a third fight against Canelo. Because if he gets a hold of that IBF belt, he's gonna be either him or his trainers and somebody in his group are gonna be talking all that shit, saying that yo, we got a belt now. What the fuck you gotta say now, redhead? What do you gotta say now? So this is really leaning towards for a trilogy, a trilogy with Canelo. No, I, I think so too. Um, but what Canelo even wanted, I mean, Canelo had the opportunity to make this fight and he didn't do it. We talked about it last time. He had the opportunity and he didn't do it. No, and I think I, I, that's really up to him because I think it's obvious. Joe G said, I want a third fight. And so really, it's all up to Canelo and his team if they want to make, uh, take the fight or not. Okay. It's up to them. What's going to be his excuse now? They kept saying, well, yeah, he kept saying, I don't like him. Well, he doesn't have a belt. Well, if he does get a hold of the IBF belt, what's going to be the excuse? The excuse now. You just don't like him? You're just going to ignore that you said that he needs to get a belt to get the to get the rematch? It's really all up, up to him. And I think that's where the pressure is going to be. Because we all know Triple G wants to fight. The question is, does Canelo want to fight? And, and the fans want to fight. That, that's the thing. The, yeah. The fans, that too. The fans want to fight. This, uh-huh. You know, this isn't like, oh, you know, you know... Uh, this isn't like the fans are tired. Like, oh, we don't want to see this fight. No, no, the fans yeah. have been clamoring for this fight. So they have like, been, yep. I mean, since, I think it was two years, uh, yeah, two years ago, yeah. Well, I believe it's been two years ago. Talk about Bob Barrow. Or last year, I'm sorry, I don't know what year. So keeping in the conversation of Canelo mm-hmm. and Triple G, Bob Arum, again, man who has very opinionated about everybody. Very opinionated. Except when you go into his shit, he'll tell you to go fuck yourself and mind your business. Yep. <laughs> Bob Arum said on BoxingScene.com that he would that if I were Canelo, I would tell Golovkin to go screw himself. <laughs> that's what that's what Bob Arum said. Um, and he goes, Aaron believes Canelo did the right thing in rejecting the trilogy. He feels that Golovkin stepped over the line last year during his Canelo drug testing saga. Canelo 
was initially scheduled to face Golovkin for the second time in May of that year. That fight was called off when Canelo tested positive for brand substance, a.k.a. clambidorol meat. Um, I'm trying to go into it. Bob Arum goes, and I quote, If I were Canelo sitting where... Sitting, if I were Canelo, sitting where Canelo is, I would tell Triple G to go screw himself and never fight him because of what, what Triple G did with that drug thing. What he said about Canelo is unconceivable. And I really give Canelo a lot of props for telling Triple G, go screw yourself. Even if it's a lot of money, go screw yourself, Aram told Fight Hub. <laughs> and he can, Bob Aram continues going. The the hope is that Kovalev wins and comes out and comes through and they'll... they'll They'll do the Canelo fight, which will be which will be tremendous, which will be a tremendous fight in October. So Brian, what what do you think of Bob Aaron's thoughts that he thinks that Canelo is not doing it because of the the Canelo holds resentment over Triple G over the Clambuteral Gate scandal? That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. I, I feel like that's a lame ass excuse, <laughs> a lame ass excuse for a now not wanting to fight somebody. That's that's not good enough. I feel like that is not a good enough excuse. That, that's some bullshit. Here's my question. Yeah. If this fight never happens, would you be satisfied? Would you be okay with those two fights, or do you feel it's like it's unresolved? It's an unresolved rivalry. Like, you know what? We should have saw it. You think like? Would you like? Would you? Would you? Would you? Uh, would you be okay with that? Like, would you sit? Would it sit well with you to find out these guys are never gonna never tangle again? Honestly, I think I will probably be all right. I mean, even though I'll probably be like, man, what would happen to the third one? But I think I'll be all right just because that I just feel in my heart that there's just no way Triple G's ever going to get the decision over Canelo. I think that's why I feel I'm okay that a fight won't happen. If the fight does happen, I'm just, I'll be satisfied because I know I'm going to watch a good fight. But I feel like Triple G's just not going to get the damn uh, decision. So, you so believe, if it doesn't happen, so you believe that happen. Triple G has to do like almost a Marquez. Like Marquez knew right off the bat, I'm never gonna get a fair shake. The fair shake is packed. I gotta knock this man out flat on his ass. I think exactly he's gonna have to do something like that exactly because yeah, Marquez said said it that way. I, there's no way I'm gonna get a decision. I'm gonna have to knock him out. Triple G has to look through that, and for so far, really, I don't see him knocking him out. So you say you would be sort of okay. I I know I'll be okay. I think the better question was. Whose legacy would be affected if this fight doesn't get made? I think, would you be okay with it? We have no choice. It's not like, you know, me and you have a magic wand that says, oh, they're going to fight. Um, whose legacy gets affected here if this fight never happens? Will Triple, will Triple G's fight always live? Will Triple G's career end up being the, well, you know, you kind of lost Canelo. You never got to avenge that win. Or is it Canelo going to be, you know what? You, this man took you to the limit twice, and we never got this fight resolved because you didn't want to. And you left us to speculation. You left guys like you let people speculate why this third fight never happened. So who do you believe gets affected at the end if they both call if they both decide to call their call call it call it quits? Say we're both going to retire. Whose legacy gets affected by this third fight not happening in a way? I think I'm I'm kind of leaning towards this a little bit with Canelo because. I'll be honest. He he lost those two those two fights. I can know losing those two fights. So if Triple G, you know, I, so if he does retire, I mean, I think it's you know they're gonna look at it like you know what he won those two fights, but you know he didn't get it. Sad, but hey, the guy won those. He he won those two fights with Canelo. It, it's gonna be like that question, man. Like, guy took you, you know, to the limit two of those fights, and you lost. 
and you did not, you know, go back again for a third fight to make it clear that you were the better guy. I'm leaning, I'm leaning a little towards Canelo that that might affect him a bit more than Triple G. You know what? I'm gonna after this episode done, we're gonna post it up. Um, if this third fight doesn't happen, whose legacy gets affected? I'd love to see what the fans have to say on on Instagram and who they think um, legacy or career. Me too. I, I think not legacy. I think career. Whose career gets affected if this third fight doesn't happen? I agree, and that's a very good question because, yeah, I'm just leaning towards a little bit with Canelo. I think that affects him a bit more. I think it does because it leaves it to the speculation of why he didn't want this fight. Exactly why. Is it like, like, oh, you're not going to give him the fight because you don't want to let him make money. He's already guaranteed through the zone. What do you care? Oh, I don't want to give him the fight because he made fun of me because of clambuterol. Okay, then shut his mouth in the third fucking fight. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's a lame-ass excuse. And then just shut his ass mouth. Shut his mouth. Beat the fuck out of him. There's so many reasons, I think. And, and the fact that I think, that, like I said, there will be so many speculations as to why this fight didn't happen. To why. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I agree. This is going to be an old one. It's, this is from Boxing Meme. I just pulled it up. And it's like, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather's dad's pretty sure that Floyd will fight Manny Pacquiao again. It must be an old one. <laughs> Man, my son will kick his ass in the second, third, fifth, and fourth and fifth time. Mayweather told Mayweather's father told TMZ he's pretty sure his son is down for the rematch with Manny Pacquiao, and he's warning Pac-Man that TBE will kick his ass again. <laughs> uh, first of all, what was Floyd Senior smoking? Yeah, I don't really. He's probably looking for another big payday. You know, another another, probably probably another big yeah, trainer's check. Yeah. Another big trainer's check. <laughs> All right, keeping keeping in the the zone, keeping in the the zone conversation. Eddie Hearns, Canelo type situation. Um, it looks like there's a free agent who's been a free agent for a while, but he's starting to circulate his name again, and he's trying to he's coming back after his um very notable and public loss this couple months ago. Mikey Garcia is in the news. Mikey Garcia is in the news because there is rumors that the Zone is offering a shitload of money outside his house to sign with them exclusively to the Zone, and that and according to Robert Garcia, his older brother, it's so much money that we can, that Mikey is Mikey can't say no. It's a lot of money. Brian, what's your what's your take on this? Because I didn't talk about it last week, but not only this, there's also rumors that top-ranked Bob Arum is also offering Mikey Garcia a, a lucrative deal to come back to top rank to fight on ESPN. That the room, you know, and of course Fox, PBC is offering him a lot of money. So Mikey and Mike, oh, for, before I forget, Dan, 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 Dana White months ago said I would love to sign Mikey Garcia. I would build Mikey. I would build my promotion around Mikey Garcia. There's a lot of promotions, a lot of networks that want this guy right now. What's your take on this? I don't even think he has said a word, right? Well, I think only his brother has said something, but he hasn't said a word. Yeah. So I just have a feeling that, I don't know, when I hear that, I just go, I, I never, ever since the whole situation with Top Rank, I just had a feeling like this guy will never, ever sign with any promotion ever again. So I have a hard time believing that he will sign with Anybody. Bob Brown, fuck no. And by the way, that when he said that right now, that, that was news to me. I didn't remember hearing anything about that. So hearing that, I just that's that's laughable. There's no way he's gonna go back to Bob Aram. So I doubt that. With the zone, I, I it's hard it's hard to believe if he ever does sign with them. 
Why not? Canelo got 360 million. Why not? Triple G get 120 million. You think it's very out of the question that the that Mikey Garcia gets offered a nice payday to fight on the zone? The zone has the money, Brian. They've proven it. They got money. Okay, with with with, with uh, the zone, but is he a free agent? Mikey Garcia doesn't belong to nobody, Brian. To nobody. No, he. Brian, Brian, Brian. Legally, Albert. I mean, but legally. Al Heyman is not a promoter. He's a manager. He's an advisor. No, Mikey, there we go. Exactly. Mikey, so if he goes to... Mikey can go wherever the fuck he wants to go. He's not tied to nobody. There we go. No, no, nobody under the Al Ham, Al, uh, nobody under the Al Heyman, <laughs> Al Heyman banner belongs to any promotion. No. So these guys are willing. They can go anywhere they want. The question is, why would you think it's it's oh it's I don't think it's, I don't think he'll do it blah blah blah. Why not? Does if I believe this report that the zone is offering him a shitload of money. They offer Triple G again, $120 million to sign a six fight deal. They offered Canelo Alvarez an 11 fight, $360 million deal. Is it far fetched that they offered a shitload of money to Mikey Garcia to sign to that network? I mean, well, as long as there's no promote, no, no joining with a, with a promoter, then yeah, do it. Well, I mean, I just, everyone's after him, like I just said. Bob Barham's after exactly. him. Exactly. I was reading De La Hoya. De La Hoya even made it very known that he would love to have him on his fucking promotion. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he tried to get him when he when he tried to have him fight against Amigo Cotto. Yeah. So, uh, if if the zone is offering him, you know who else is lurking around there. Fucking, fucking Eddie Hearn is lurking Eddie around Hearn. there. Okay. If, he's, if he signs a promotion, it's only a six-fight deal, whatever. You can get it done. So... If, okay, to answer your question, if it's if it's a promotion company, you think it, you don't think Mikey would do it because he spent so long to get out of a promoter, uh, get out of a contract. Why would he tie himself back into a contract? Exactly. Is, is that that's what you're going for? Yeah, that's okay. what I'm going for now. Here's my thing. I think Mikey's making will make smart moves. So if let's say the Zone, A.K. Eddie Hearn says, "Hey, I'm willing to offer you a hundred million dollars for X amount of fights to fight to fight under my promotion company." And the zone. Mikey can say yes, I think. Okay, guaranteed money. Fuck it. Uh, at the end of the day, they're prize fighters. They're fighting for what? A fucking prize. Which is a big fucking, big fucking fat check. Yep. Here's my question. Why would Mikey sign to the zone? For the money? Yeah, obviously. But the competition? What competition? We're seeing Demetrius Bubu Andre fight these guys from... You know they're they're ranked they're you know they're they're ranked but they're not well known. Tevin Farmer is fighting guys that are again ranked but not well known. Danny, I mean Danny Jacobs was fighting guys again ranked but not well known because the zone doesn't have the 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 talent pool to give awesome. Mikey Garcia fights. Besides, okay, I'm gonna use um, Tevin Farmer, which is a matchroom fighter and is also tied to the zone. Tevin Farmers fought, what, three, four times on the zone? Uh-huh. I, I would love to see what the ratings are for those fights. But I bet you no one's really clamoring to see Tevin Farmer fight anybody else. Besides Tank Davis, uh-huh. which, again, we talked about it last week. We don't think that fight's going to get made. And the only other fight he could fight is Joseph Jojo Diaz. Other than that, Tevin Farmer is a guy that he's just... That Bob, that Bob, that Eddie Hearn just keeps busy because he's just trying to okay whatever I owe you fights keep you busy let's keep you busy let's keep you busy. Demetrius Andre same thing. Demetrius Andre could have fought Danny Jacobs. He didn't that that fight didn't happen and I'm I'm puzzled by why because they're both tied to the same promoter. Exactly. 
Instead, he's fought, what, two, three times right now against, again, ranked fighters, but not well-known to the American public, not known well to the casual fans. How are you going to sell Canelo if you're not going to... How are you going to sell Demetrius Andre as a dark horse of the middleweight division by putting him against unknown fighters to the general to the general casual fans? So Mikey Garcia could sign to the zone, could sign to Matru, but who the fuck is he going to fight? Name me any top 140, 140 and 147-pounder that fights right now exclusively on the zone. I think those are gonna be my like other question, like who who is who can he fight in this zone? I can't think of any. Exactly, one thirty five, one forty, and one forty seven. If Mikey takes the money for the zone, I'm sorry to say this, I'm a big Mikey fan. I'm uh, I'm a dick diver for Mikey Garcia. If he listens to his hey, I'm a dick diver for him, I'm a big huge fan. If Mikey signs to the zone, he's okay with he's okay with just fighting and he's okay with fighting unknown fighters, because you know what he's guaranteed his money. Fuck him. Yeah, I mean, even though I will, I mean, I would love to see him in the ring, guys like Dan Garcia, which I hope that's the next fight. But that's a, that's another thing too. Was bugging me like, who the fuck can he fight in, in the zone? Because we can name fighters in Al Heyman and possibly a crossover top rank, but who the fuck can he fight in the zone? That that's the question. Who's going to fight mm-hmm. in the zone? So if Mikey goes. Mikey's just going to go to just fight against you know guys that are again ranked. But not well known. Yeah. All he's gonna be doing is keeping busy, cashing in those checks. Which hey, I'm not. I I'm, I will do the same thing. If someone told me, hey, hey, Mr. J, we're gonna offer you a hundred million dollars, six fight deal. Cool, cool. So you know, who can we get? Well, you know, we don't got the best relationship with Al. Oh, I don't got the best relationship with Bob. Uh, we're gonna make you fight this guy from you know, from like. From Indonesia, you know he's kind of he's from, he's number fifteen ranked well junior welter in the world. You cool with that? Well, how much am I getting paid? Are you getting forty million for this fight? I'll oh, fuck it. I'll get forty million to fight some number fifteen ranked fighter from Indonesia. Fuck it, I got this, man. But who am I fighting next? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, somebody from uh, Estonia. I, I don't have the best relationship with him, man. I don't got the best relationship with Bob Arum. Um. We got this British kid, you know. He's he's been fighting. He's been fighting in the bars, and you know, like I could probably get him ranked. Fuck, man. That's, so... <laughs> That's what I think, man. Like I have to believe that. Sounds like a shitty deal, man. I mean, is it? I don't know. Is it like, really? Like I think in competition, in the sense of competition, like really. Do you okay? I, for someone like Mikey, especially how he says, "I want the big fights." If he takes that, I'll just be like, okay, so fuck what he said, right? Did the big fights that excite you for money? All right, I get it. Of course, it's money, but same time, you said that you want to make the fights that excite you. But for some reason, he didn't fight Danny Garcia, which I think that would have been a good fight. Uh, yep. Um, he He's already made it very known. He's not going down to 135. So any oh. chance of him signing with ESPN slash top rank is not happening. He he's not gonna fight Jose Ramirez because they're both um they're both trained by Robert Garcia so they're not they're both stablemates so they're not gonna fight each other. Uh-huh. I mean his better chance is to staying with the PVC and cashing in those checks that they're offering him right now. In my opinion, exactly. his chance is better because again if he goes to the zone, we're just gonna see we're gonna see uh, Eddie Hearn do to him what he's right now doing to Tevin uh, Farmer, what he's doing to Danny Jacobs, and what he's doing for fucking um, Demetrius Andre. That's what we're going to see him do. And again, DAZN would have already wasted money on a fighter like this. 
and we might have a roadblock where the zone goes enough. We're not gonna we're not gonna pay you to fight these guys anymore. They're gonna probably do what they did to Canelo when Canelo wanted to fight fucking uh, well, who was it? I think when the zone told him you can only fight Kovalev or Triple G, no one else. And Canelo said, "Well, fuck you. I'm not fighting in September then." <laughs> I mean, whoever whoever is giving the checks to the zone to Eddie Hearn, be like, here, you know, get the fights. They need to carefully fucking vet. I, I was about to say that. I was like, yo, whoever, yeah, whoever's doing this, like, they need to really, um, they need to make sure who are they really signing and is it worth it? Can't you just be signing anybody? I mean, Goldman got a sweet deal out of this. They're promoting how many fights on the zone? A whole bunch. Eddie Hearn? I, I don't think I've seen an Eddie Hearn fight card. I, I don't think so. If I'm mistaken. Not that I know of, no. If I'm mistaken, clear, uh, correct me. Correct me, fans. Correct me. All right, let's continue going. Um, like I said, Terrence Crawford was on the Joe Rogan experience this week. I don't know if you got a chance to hear it, Brian. I did. I actually did hear a little bit of, a little bit of it, yes. Um, and uh, pretty cool pretty cool episode. I, I do recommend people to listen to that. Joe Rogan, again, is like basically like the... The, you know, top of the mountain when it comes to podcasts and everything. So I, oh, yeah. So, let me say, I click something here. What the hell? Trash it. There it is. So, I'm going to click on a video, audio of, from there. So, this is Joe Rogan about talking to Terrence Crawford about the Earl Spence fight. Do you recognize your place in history? Do you recognize that, like, you're, you're a special dude? Of course, of course. Like, I always tell people when they... Uh, mentioning me and Errol Spence, you know, of course I want to fight. I tell everybody that. I always say, with or without him, I'm going to the Hall of Fame. When you look at all the things that I've accomplished in the sport of boxing, people that's in the Hall of Fame didn't even accomplish that. You know, so I was, I just tell people I don't need him. He really need me. Well, we need it. <laughs> boxing, right? Don't you agree? Yeah, boxing do need that. Boxing needs it. I mean, it's one of the beautiful things about when a Canelo and a Triple G do get together. You see these guys in their respective weight classes that are in their prime. It's fun, you know? So, Brian, what's your take on Crawford's mentality? I don't need him. He needs me. My, my career right now, if I were to call it quits, would solidify me in the Hall of Fame because I've accomplished what no other, what some of these guys who've, who've gone to the Hall of Fame haven't accomplished. What do you take? What do you take on that? No, no, no. They both need each other, man. They both need each other. Mm. If they don't fight, if, I, I feel like they do. If, if they go, if, I mean, yeah, he could, he, he could be a healthy Hall of Famer, but it's just it's just gonna be that what if, man? What if they, you know these two men in the ring? I feel like they, these two need each other, especially if they're going the right path. If Spence is going the right path, if he beats Porter, and if he, and he somehow gets a fight with Manny, he beats him. These two have to clash. I don't know. I I don't agree on the statement that that uh, you say both they both need each other. I don't agree with Terrence Crawford saying that Spence needs him. Um, when it comes to the talent pool, Errol Spence has a better chance of solidifying his his legacy with fights. Against uh, Mikey Garcia is one. Uh, his next fight against Sean Porter is one, another one. And if he ends up fighting Manny Pacquiao, he is putting himself in there with a better resume that will guarantee him a first ballot Hall of Fame because he's fighting top-notch welterweights. Terrence Crawford is in a situation where 
he's getting locked out. That Terrence Crawford is in a situation where he's watching the top five welterweights, the top four welterweights go at it right now. And he's in the background just like, fuck. Yeah. And so when he says, I don't need him, he needs me, I think that's in reverse. And I'm a big Terrence Crawford fan, and I think Terrence Crawford is a hell of a great fighter. I consider him the number one best fighter in the world, but in actuality, no, man. You need him to solidify yourself as the best welterweight in the world. You need fights. Uh, you need fights against Errol Spence. You need fights against Sean Porter. You need fights against Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman. Man, you need those fights. Yeah, you're a two. You're a three division world champion. You're considered the number two best uh, pound for pound fighter in the world, and even on my list, you're number one, and many others too. Yeah, some you know you you can call it quits, and you can probably you know be a Hall of Famer, but. We talked about it with Canelo Triple G. If they were to call it quits, whose career uh, gets affected? And I think Terrence Crawford's career gets affected because I think even though with all the accolades I just mentioned, three-division world champion, the number two best pound-for-pound fighter in the world, it's always going to be, well, he didn't fight Danny. He didn't fight Sean. He didn't fight Thurman. He didn't fight Spence. That's always going to be his thing. That's always going to be the little asterisk on Terrence Crawford's career. So, yeah. Terrence Crawford needs Earl Spence to cement his to cement his to cement his greatness to cement his his career. The same That's way the same that. way that De La Hoya and Trinidad needed each other to cement their careers, the way that Bernard Hopkins needed Trinidad to cement. You need that fight. And of course, and I'm I'm not gonna say that Terrence Crawford should be like, oh yeah, of course I need. No, no, you're gonna look thirsty. No, no, no. But let's be realistic. I'm not the only one that thinks that. I'm not the only one that thinks that. I'm just hoping that next year really is the year that, you know, they finally get the clash because that's that's just a fight that needs to happen. It just needs to happen. It's it's leading to that. I think I feel like I feel like that's leading to who will be who will be the lineal welterweight champion. I think it is leading to it. I think uh, we said this when in the inception of the show. We said, look, Terrence Crawford and Earl Spencer are going to fight when the dust settles. When all these fights have happened, the last two remaining guys are going to be Terrence Crawford and Earl Spencer Jr. Yep. And that's going to be the next big super fight. It really is. It's going to be a huge, big one. That'll be the next huge super fight. I think that's the fight. Um, but like I said, anybody um, who hasn't listened to it, listen to that episode. It was pretty good. Um, Terrence Crawford basically, you know, is a old school fighter. He did. I mean, the way he made a team. I just train, dude. Like I just go in, run, blah blah blah. I do this, I do that. I, I get ready for fights. That's it. I go, I kick ass and go home. That's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was also revealed that not on the, not on the podcast with Bob, um, with Joe, but it was also revealed a couple of days ago that Terrence Crawford's next fight is uh, planned for December fourteenth at MSG. I'm sorry, this is what Bob Ham revealed. So my question against who? Who? I think he said a name. Like, well, did you do you know? Because I couldn't find it. I, yeah, if you keep reading, he said the name, which I cannot fucking pronounce. No, but he did. I think he did say like not many people were going to be happy about it. But yeah, he said a name, which is like no, I think nobody recognizes. It's just going to be another fighter that he's just going to fight that nobody knows. I'm looking for next fight. There you go. Next, next fight. Da, 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 da. Crawford and Mates Pacquiao fight. I like no. 
Uh, oh, I think it says Crawford could fight Kawasaki. Yeah, you see? Yeah. Let me check it out right now. This is an article on Fight News. So let me check. Let me pull that up. But uh, Brian, I mean, he's at least he's keeping busy. He is. He's keeping busy. It's just it's getting um, very boring. I mean, it's just getting very tiring that he's not fighting these. He's not fighting a good, decent fighter. So this is a mandatory challenger. Uh, I'm probably butchering this. Line. I'm butchering the whole name, guys. I apologize. It's <laughs> Iduas Kavalasukas. Again, I'm pronouncing it right. I probably Sukasa, fucked. Man, no I probably idea. fucked his name up. Uh, <laughs> the rumors that they could be announcing this fight on uh, this weekend's Kovalev versus Yard fight, so we might end up seeing this fight being announced there. You know, um, again, this is what I just talked about. You know, Errol Spence is having a better resume fighting. The Mikey Garcia is the Sean Porter. He's probably going to fight Pacquiao next if he beats Porter. While Crawford's across the street fighting the Benavides of the world. The Amir Khans. This guy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're kind of proving that at the, at the end of the day, yeah, you do need Errol Spence for this fight, bro. Yeah, like I said, with all the accomplishments he's done, you're right. But at the end of the day, you need him to solidify. You need that stamp. That is the fight. Everybody knows. He knows it. He's even admitted that's the fight that needs to get made. That's the fight that the fans want. He's even He said it on the show. Look, this is just about we're ready to sign. Contract's ready to go. This is just, you know, negotiations. This is just both parties just trying to get the, trying to get the better deal. That's all there is yep. to it. So... He did say something like that. Oh, they they, they want to they want to know who's the one, you know, who's gonna promote, who's really gonna promote the fight. So yeah, you this know? is about who has a better deal. Look, at the end of the day, we've seen this before. I think this fight is gonna get made. I just hope this fight doesn't get made too late when both guys pass their prime. We've seen it before happen. So let's not. And I'm hoping it doesn't happen because both parties are promoted or managed by the same people. We saw this happen with. Yeah. So there shouldn't be I, I there shouldn't be a holdup. So that's my take on it. Oh, you know, for fights like that, especially that they're you know they working on different networks, it's always a holdup. But I just hope that they they're able to settle it by next year. Let's hope. Let's hope. All right. Well, let's hope you guys tune in next week with us. We'll break down Sergey Kovalev's Anthony Yard fight. We'll talk more boxing news, more boxing rumors, and give you guys our opinions on boxing and, and the state of boxing too. Um, don't forget to follow my brother B-Ray on B-Ray89. Um, he's usually very good at posting all wrestling news, boxing news, and occasionally some barbecues that happens at his wife's house. So yeah. <laughs> don't forget to follow B-Ray89. Um, below the description of this episode is all the social media platforms you can find this episode, this podcast, I'm sorry. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. It helps with the visibility of this episode. If you're listening on any social media platform, I mean any podcast platform, give us a good review. It don't cost shit to give us a good review. It don't cost shit to support. You guys heard the audio last week, so I'm not going to play it. But it don't cost nothing to support this show. Any support is good support. Um, and as much as I've learned now this past week, any bad publicity is always good publicity. That's what I learned from last Hell week. Yeah. So uh, I do thank you guys for tuning in. Um, don't forget to tune in to Saturday's fight. Kovalev for this yard. Uh, we'll be, uh, me and Brian will be broadcasting some of our thoughts and we'll be posting the prediction poll so we can get, we can get your pick and who you think is going to win this weekend's fight. Um, other than that, Brian, is there anything you want to add? I just want to say thank you guys, Brian, for listening to this episode and hopefully we can do, we can do this next week. So we can recap the Kovalev fight. 
right. Yeah. So this is the JMB Reboxing Podcast signing out, folks. Late. Latest. <laughs>